What tabletop RPGer doesn't love dice? I do, and I'm sure you do too. So if you are looking to begin a dice collection, or let's be honest, add to yours, check out Dice Envy. Go through the link in our show notes, and you will be able to find many, many sets of beautiful dice of all different kinds and sizes. When you use the link in our show notes to go to the Dice Envy site, not only will you be able to shop their entire collection and catalog of various dice sets, but you will also help support this show because a small portion comes our way, which we will then immediately roll back into making this show better for you. So check them out, diceenvy.com, or better still, go to them through the link in our show notes. Hey stackers, do you feel like your games are bland and lacking in atmosphere? Well, fear not, because if you go to BattleBards.com, you can access a whole host of sound effects and background music that can really spice up your games. BattleBards.com offers a Prime subscription, and if you use our stack code STACK, you can get a 20% discount on this subscription. If you are a Prime member, you have access to a soundboard and editing tools, and the ability to stream sounds. This can be useful for adding like a dragon's roar to a final boss encounter or maybe some ambient tavern music for when your players are at the local inn taking a rest. Check it out at BattleBards.com. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Previously on Stack of Dice. And so you rush back up to the up to the mm-hmm. top deck and look out, and sure enough, there is the vast encampment of the Witani as they see the ship coming from the north. This is the first time that a lot of them have seen this. You can just see them all go limp as they look up, mm-hmm. their jaws hanging down as they see this. The Martianess is waiting there. She is just reduced to childlike wonder as well. And as you step down, Tira... She rushes forward and impulsively grabs at you mm-hmm. to welcome you and then remembers her position and mm-hmm. s- stands back and bows semi-formally to you. I bring you a message from the Wolf Watani. We found them, we met with them, and we were able to convince them to join with you. You don't know what this means to me, to us. And Duncy is there also and he nods gravely. The gods are on our side. Vasham, Arden, the the whole suite of harmony. We they have sent us as emissaries to you. We are here to guide you. We are the instruments of the gods sent to guide you and to aid you in this coming war. He leads you up the wooden steps onto this platform, and you can see out across the training ground where the Watani are, are again hacking and slashing and blocking and parrying and all these things. Watani people, I grew up alone and most of my life around animals, but now that I see all of you, strong, wild, boars, I am not afraid, and together we will pull the strength of the mighty boar together, and we will destroy this enemy. Wait, wait, stop, stop. 
I see what you're trying to do here, but let me tell you, your enemy is not always gonna just come at you face to face. Here, let me show you how to hold it and stand a little differently so that you're ready for an attack from any direction. Here, let me show you. So we must come up with a solid plan now, some means of waging this coming battle that will best lead to our victory. Actually, I like the idea of small detachments. We have some that are heavily armored. What if we formed wedges and basically drove in and then used the cavalry behind them to inflict maximum damage? If the wedges can work their way in to the interior of the enemy army and form a ring facing outward, and then the outer cavalry charge in from the outside, the enemy army that surrounds our ring will find itself actually fighting a two-front battle. I like this plan. And then a cloaked figure steps smoothly into the tent. Am I too late? <laughs> no. It is you King. Right on time. It is King Erdwolf. Stackers, we can't believe this. We're all at the table. Meredith, Michael, Thane, and Rhett. And we're excited to be here. It's been a long time coming, but we are going to go ahead and record the end of our season over the next probably couple of episodes. Because it's been so long since we've gotten together to do this, we want to spend a little bit of time just kind of chatting and loosening up a little bit, getting used to the microphones in front of our faces again. So how is everyone doing? Meredith, how you doing? <laughs> I'm giggly. I'm super excited. Good. I'm very excited. I'm nervous and I'm rusty. Yeah, it's been a long time. But uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be like uh, season one, episode one all over again. No kidding. I'm going to I'm gonna forget which dice to use. That was me, not Tira. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're terrible questers. Yeah. Michael? I am doing better. I finally got to get out to Dairy Queen last weekend, Ooh. which was fantastic. <gasps> What'd you get? Uh, peanut, peanut Buster, Buster Parfait. parfait. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I know that, but our fudge. stackers don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that junk was good. Um, yeah, I mean, just getting out was was nice. Yeah, and now you're here and, uh, yep, in yep. somebody else's house. Yep. And you're not dead yet. Yep, and I'm not wearing a mask. Oh, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> no, you got a beard. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of... Breathe through your mustache. Yeah, and actually, let it you bring filter. up a good point. Since I last recorded, I now have a fro and a beard. So. <laughs> we, should, we should do a, a photo comparison of you with, with the fan art that, that yeah. uh, Miss Waite gave us. It's getting us. there. It's getting there. Thane, what you up to? Oh, uh, nothing much. I mean, I just got out of high school, and now I'm looking forward to college at the end of this year, if uh, schools open up by then. Uh, but mostly, I've just been kind of hanging out here trying to find a job. Good. I'm excited good. to be back? I am indeed. I'm yeah. very excited. Well, good. Very nervous. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before we get started, I've got a couple things for us to read. Oh, dear. Well, someone should ask you, how are you doing, Rhett the Dungeon Master? I'm doing great. I'm having fun. I'm excited to be back. Yeah. I, I've been wondering what it was going to feel like being back behind the screen. Well, it doesn't feel a whole lot different. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm very, very glad that we're at this point. Hopefully, it'll be like riding a bike. Yeah. Hopefully. I can't ride a bike. We have a couple reviews that came in during our hiatus. And so, Michael, why don't you go ahead and start with yours? Bash by Tildor. Five-star rating. Excellent. This is a fun D&D podcast that becomes great the moment you hear Wommer Bash, or Bash for short. Bash is to stack a dice what Urkel was to Family Matters. <laughs> it is a very fun... 
It is very fun and inventive. Probably my favorite D&D podcast. Hey. hey. That's right. awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm not five minutes back to recording, and Dad's already got a junk load of uh, editing and splicing <laughs> yeah, yeah. to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's, let's and, this one. All yeah. right. So, Great Family Fun by TeddyT19, also five stars. This podcast is the most honest storytelling D&D podcast I have listened to. The commitment of the players and the DM to developing the world and all within it is fantastic. I have binge listened to the entire first season and am beginning the second season. I can't wait to see where the story goes. The cast clearly has a great time together and have allowed their relationships in real life to create a fantastic adventure. Family friendly as well. Thank you all. Yeah, super. Very nice. Thank you both for taking the time to give your reviews. We know it takes a little bit of time, but Again, as always, we encourage our stackers, if you have not yet rated and reviewed us on iTunes, please go ahead and do that because it helps to bump us up in the standings. Thank you, Mr. Teddy T19. Do you know either one of these people? Uh, We actually know both of them, uh, one through email and the other one through a game that Thane and I play with a small group on Sunday evenings. Yes, indeedy. Was that the one Thane read? Yes. Aye. So we know both of these uh, gentlemen, and we thank you both for taking the time to submit those. Not only is it good for our standings, but it just it helps us to know that we're on the right track. Yeah, I I appreciated the one that Thane read because it helps us to know that we're succeeding in our we're su- yeah we're succeeding in our goal. You know, our goal was to have first and foremost a family friendly podcast. We know there is no shortage of D and D actual play podcasts out there. We wanted to make sure that we were adding one that literally anyone could listen to. You could have it on in the car with your kids in the back and not be afraid of what you're going to hear. And obviously, we all really enjoy and like each other. So yeah. I'm glad that that comes across, too. Michael's shaking his well, head. Well, that, that wasn't my goal. My goal was <laughs> to come over here closer to the friendlies that is now shut down. Yeah, it's yeah. a Mexican restaurant. So now that, I don't that, know what my goal yeah, is. Yeah, that was our draw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the sole in. reason why he was part of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can uh, put this on for your kids. We'll be talking about how Tira dismembers people in the back alleyways of Flenmore and all that jazz. All that family-friendly stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, Stackers, we want to thank you for your patience through this time. We know we've been pumping out a lot of extra content that is kind of metagamey mm-hmm. and not exactly what maybe you were expecting when you first started this, but hopefully it's been helpful and has gotten you through a tough time, maybe giving you a little something to look forward to on Mondays, that kind of thing. That has been our goal is to keep the entertainment coming and maybe help you to develop better games for you and your players. Yeah, our show kind of became Dungeon Master's blog for a little bit there. (laughs) But thank you for joining us around the table now as we continue our fifth edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure. I'm Rhett, the Dungeon Master, and with me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Womberbash Benson Mom. Thane as Peter Greyhawk. You are standing in the tent with Elfwyn, the Marchioness, Dunsi, and a hooded Erdwolf. You have just concluded your battle plan, and the three of them are talking quietly amongst themselves. You are free to step out if you want, or you can carry on a conversation here in the tent. I believe Peter is actually going to uh, walk out of the tent and just kind of sit down. He needs, he needs fresh air. Okay. I mean, he's, he's been in battles by now. But this just seems so much bigger. As you step out of the tent, the evening air washes over you. The scent of sweet grass plays in your nostrils, and it just feels better out here. You don't have the 
the hum of electric activity going that's in the tent right now and the the feeling of intensity washes away from you as you step out there is a little bench that's been set outside that is just perfect and sitting on that bench as well is an old man with a silvery white beard Uh, he is wearing grayish robes Gandalf and he's just leaning against the tent so there's a right where there's a pole he's using it as a backrest and he's just kind of humming to himself very gently and staring out he has clear blue eyes and a silver chain that he's kind of tucked in underneath his beard and underneath his tunic. But he's just sitting there and enjoying the evening. Well, I'm, I'm just going to kind of uh, silently sit down, trying not to sit too close or be imposing or anything. I'm going to kind of uh, bow my head. Oh, Vasham, lady of life and preserver of the, of the body. Keep me now and keep us all now as we prepare for the fray ahead of us. Injuries will be sustained and lives will be taken, but I, I know that we do this for what is good and for what is right against the, the coming evil. And I, I pray only that not too many are harmed. Back in the tent, Tira, Womberbash, you doing anything? I, I'm, I'm thinking about food right now, and I'm, uh, Tira, is there any more food left from earlier? <laughs> How can you think about food at a time like I'm, this? I will, I'm hungry. Okay, let me, I let down my pack and uh, kind of rummage in it. I don't think I really have anything other than just regular rationy things. Old food from yeah. way too long ago to be eaten. For your awareness, Womberbash, uh, because there was a tray of food in this tent, uh, you've kind of picked it over and uh, You've gotten out of it what you want, but there is the smell of roasting meat from outside the tent. I'm going to be leaving the tent. (laughs) (laughs) Post haste. Where's Peter? Did he go outside? I I think so. Do you smell that meat? I do now that you mention it, yeah. I'm going to go check it out. You step out of the tent, and sure enough, the, the scent gets immediately stronger. The smell line guides you in the direction. And my, and my legs float. That's right. There are quiet groups of warriors huddled around various little campfires that are scattered here and there. But not too far away, there is a, a boar that is roasting on a spit. Soldiers come and hold out little wooden bowls, and those are filled quickly with pulled off pieces of the meat. I take two. <laughs> Two boars? Two, yeah, two yeah, boars, two boars okay. please. <laughs> As you step out of the tent on your way there to do that, you do see Peter sitting on the bench next to an old man. Uh, you head over towards the fire, and some of that smoky meat is put into your bowl, and it, it's just literally falling apart. It's, it's delicious. Peter's out here, Tira. <laughs> ah. <laughs> As you make your way into the firelight, the soldier's push aside for you. They, they recognize who you are. Because of your outrageous hair and beard. <laughs> <laughs> and your Womber Bash t-shirt. <laughs> it, it is I. Your branded Womber merchandise. <laughs> Trademarked. <laughs> All right, so I'm, I suppose, follow Bash out of the tent in search of Peter. Okay. He's easy to spot. Right. Yeah. And I step out. Is he, he's right to which direction? To right your right. Is, your, is his head still down? He is raising it just as you step out, and he stares off in the direction of the sunset. 
Oh, hello, Tira. <laughs> I guess I walked over there. Well, I no, mean, you, I, you, cut, yeah. you came out of the tent, so. Yeah. All that. Wamberbash, having your bowl filled, you make your way back to the tent entrance. Standing there, you see Tira standing, Peter sitting, and then. Old guy. Yeah, the old guy. There's food over there. I'm good, thank you. Can I have your portion? (laughs) (laughs) You don't already have it? (laughs) No, that was just mine. (laughs) That was mine and Tira's. Um, Tira just sort of stands there staring off in the same direction that Peter is looking. And for some reason, really just sort of racking her brains, trying to think of something to say. Nothing's really occurring to her, which doesn't, which in itself feels odd. Considering how much over the last few days and few hours she's been called on to speak and to persuade people of things or to rally people for things. Right now she's just kind of feeling tapped out. A voice speaks. Sometimes nothing needs to be said. The old man swivels a little bit to face in the direction of both of you. My apologies. I intruded. My name is Deor. Not at all. Not at all. Um, no, he said his name was Deor. <laughs> to which of the Witani clans do you belong? I am not of the Witani, but I am a friend. How do you come to be here? I have no true home, but I do wander this area quite frequently, and hearing that they had trouble coming, I decided it would be best to lend my abilities where I could. And so I find myself here amongst good people, and yet more good people. And he smiles at the three of you. Walmer Bash with your... Drizzle. Yeah, your grease <laughs> coating your mustache and beard. And <laughs> Wilmer Goodeor, and I extend a hand to shake. He smiles warmly and shakes your hand. Yes. <laughs> Handshake achieved. <laughs> you get 20 experience points. Fantastic. <laughs> now I'm only 20 oh, okay. away from leveling. Where did that come from? Pray tell, what abilities would those be that you have? What's your sign? Where do you live? <laughs> <laughs> what use do you plan to be? <laughs> what like good to- are you, old man? <laughs> yeah. You're like yeah. Jez? Peter sounds so snarky. And what abilities are those? <laughs> Finger quotes. <laughs> yeah. Looking up and down superciliously. I know these lands well. And I know the virtues these warriors possess. And I am just here to... Remind them of that. Some sort of a spiritual leader? I like to think I can heighten the warrior sensibilities, yes. And if that means appealing to things which cannot be seen, certainly. This feels like the last time when we fought where it was really quiet before we went to battle, and it's starting to get me a little nervous. You and me both, Wamberbash. I could not help but overhear that you have... An airship, and obviously I, I've seen it. It's over there. It's <laughs> there. Asimari's <laughs> waves from yeah. the deck. How, how do you intend to use it? <laughs> Fearless leader? Yeah, no. Oh, uh, I, the I airship mean, was your idea, boy. Were we intending on using that at yeah. all? In, yeah, no. Yeah. But I was going to get on top. We were going to lift the heaviest stones we could and just uh, like drop them right. down yeah. basically on right, top of yeah. them. Yeah. I was also thinking it'd be pretty neat to just like have a couple of soldiers up there as like reserve. Know, it's like reserve, you know, reinforcements. We, yeah, you know, things start getting bad. So we just, a, you know, drop a couple of dudes. That's a bad idea. I think when, the last time we talked, if memory serves, there was a concern with how much weight it could all carry. Mm-hmm. So with all the stones, I'm not really sure if we could have like a small garrison.
person on there as well, but <sighs> I'm game. <laughs> what would your Watani just do a stage dive? <laughs> We're not entirely certain, but it seems foolish to not utilize it in a battle as large as this one. Any advantage will help. Do you have any suggestions of how to best use it? Uh, this is a completely foreign element to me. Perhaps you could have archers stationed there, shooting down. This is not really my area of expertise. In fact, I much prefer that we solve things in many other different ways than fighting. How dare you not be a master strategist? <laughs> Showing your face here. And a pacifist to boot. Gross. I'm disgusted. Yeah. Um, I'm afraid in this instance there seems to be no other way. I fear you are right. I am not against fighting. I think there are things that are worth fighting for. But I am saddened. His voice does seem to spread a warmth of care and concern through each of you. You feel comforted in having heard him speak. You notice he is very generous with his eye contact. He looks at each of you as he is speaking, and, and it just feels like he is connecting with you, like there's a physical connection between you as he, as he holds each of your eyes. Has the airship gained a little bit better control? Or is it still sort of a little unwieldy for them to control at this point? Still a little unwieldy. Uh, you've not really done a lot with it okay. since you were given its control. In fact, I think it's only been a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> this much. is the problem I with meeting as infrequently as yeah. we do. <laughs> it's been three months. <laughs> okay. All right. Just thinking about some possibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> the first time we saw it as it approached, we were like, hey. And then just yeah. sailed oh, over, and he's like, oh, I'll see you in a minute. starts panicking. <laughs> and Wait, then he goodbye, starts running goodbye. off. Goodbye, folks. I can't come back. I don't know how it works. <laughs> I can't come back. The ar archer's thing is an idea, though. It's a good idea. I think I think at least four guys on there with uh, some bows and yeah. arrows might not be too bad. Maybe Arches, along with the stones. Maybe even some fire. Hmm. <sighs> Do we have any fun boil? Do we have any what? Flammable, Flammable oil. oil. When is this all supposed <laughs> to go down, though, by the way? In the morning. Like, this is the night before the battle. Yeah, we uh, met with Are we talking them. four in the morning or, like, seven? I mean, obviously, probably not a set's time, but around what time are we thinking this is going to happen? While you've been talking, there has been a stream of couriers running in and out of the tent. And so uh, you've, you're getting a general sense that the army is approaching perhaps as early as dawn but very likely later than that, because most battles at this time take place in broad daylight. Are scouts going out and coming back with that yes. information? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we met with them previously and agreed to fight at the sycamore tree over by the playground. <laughs> okay, do you have any other plan? So we're going to use this as you being able to talk in character, but discussing how you want to divide yourselves. If you've want to station yourself on the airship, or if you want to go with each of your branches of the Watani, you're welcome to do it that way. However, hmm. I really feel like we should have like formed some more la lasting alliances with nearby places so that we could call on reinforcements. Um, because how it's looking right now, we just have a, a couple of Watani that are being hastily you know, grouped together the night before this fight. And I really want to pull a Gandalf and, like, you know, go off to some other place mm. and just, you know, come. I have a dungeon master's. Oh. 
I need to look at page 160. Oh, um, I mean, uh, Darren's Instant Fortress. Goodness <gasps> me, just drop it in the middle of the Yes, yeah, so he <laughs> has a defective that. book because everything's upside down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forgot to tell you about that. Right, sorry. Um, I mean, we traveled here specifically because this army was coming against these people. Yeah, I know. And I think we're kind of a ways away from any of the other people we've met with yeah. and made alliances with. Yeah, no, and we'd it, never get there and back in time. Definitely. That, that's, that's what I'm, I'm grieving yeah. now. Lamenting. That's what that's that's a better word for it. <laughs> yeah, so not any form of extra help we can rely on that are coming to mind. I don't think so. Mm. Just the people we have on the airship. And thankfully the Wolf Witani did actually come, so mm-hmm. you have the United Witani Nation. Witani. Witani. <laughs> I'm so sorry that I mispronounced this made up word. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. I think because my proficiency is with my axe, I can be of best use with the ground forces. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think I may don my helm of telepathy, though, mm. for the battle. I don't know that it'll provide me any extra protection, but it'll allow me to... I forget exactly what it does. Um, it allows me to plant things in other people's heads, or I forget now. You can look it up. Oh, thank you. I have a small question regarding the fortress. Is, yeah. I'm sorry, is that in the DM's guide or the yes. player's guide? Yeah, the, DM, the, DM, oh. the DM's guide has a whole section on magical items. Yeah, I don't have like, a page number written down for that. So Anything that's in the fortress shrinks down, correct? And then, of course, when I speak it, it expands. I would assume. Anything? <laughs> Why? I'm scared. <laughs> is that correct? Here, uh... Tell me what you're thinking, and I'll I rule. I want to tell you. <laughs> Every w- time you do that, you I, shoot I, him yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. I want to put a garrison of men in that thing and shrink it down, and <laughs> then put it on the ground and sh- and pocket it- army. No, <laughs> I am going to say that people would be crushed if. Yeah, you're not able to keep people in there. It'd the be like putting somebody into a bag of holding. Um, it's like Pokemon. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean I, I think the, the fortress grows and shrinks, but everything else. You may certainly put a garrison of people in there. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens? <laughs> <laughs> My hands wet. <laughs> Listen family to friendly. Too, they're dying. <laughs> it's red water. Family friendly people. Family friendly. Man, that would have been awesome. Yeah. All right, so looking at my Helm of Telepathy here, just to remind listeners, in case this is not something that you use in your games a whole lot, it's short. Uh, while wearing this helm, you can use an action to cast the Detect Thoughts spell from it, so from the helm. As long as you maintain concentration on the spell, you can use a bonus action to send a telepathic message to a creature you are focused on. It can reply using a bonus action to do so while your focus on it remains. So I would be able to communicate with either of them as long mm-hmm. as I like say, okay, I am. So there's no distance limit on that. Uh, next paragraph says, while focusing on a creature with detect thoughts, you can use an action to cast the suggestion spell from the helm on that creature. Once you use the suggestion property, can't be used again until the next dawn. So this says nothing about distance. Distance has to, that, that's covered in the spell description. Oh, okay. Let's see. Range self, which I mean, I guess means you're casting I'm the it on, one using yeah, it. You're so, yeah, you're casting it on yourself. Duration requires concentration. Okay, level two, one action, range of self. It's a divination school of magic. 
in the actual classes, blah, 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 requires concentration, yes, up to one minute. Components, I don't know what that is. Material, it's a copper coin. Can be cast as a ritual, no. Uh, you this may focus your up. mind on a creature you can see within 30 feet of you. Oh, okay. So, okay. yeah, they have to be within 30 feet. Well, good night, Gus. That's going to be useless if we're all over the place in this battle. Although I guess I could use it on the enemy. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was thinking you have that access to the suggest spell, and so you right. could use so that. Right, so the suggest spell, I think I have it. This is spell book or whatever. Spell yeah, books, okay. yeah. I suggest a course of activity limited to a sentence or two and magically influence a creature I can see within range. I'm guessing still 30 feet. Well, it's within... That can hear... So I can't suggest things to rabbits or whatever. Yeah. I don't know about suggest. I think suggest limits you to things that would not be obviously harmful, like kill yourself. Uh, mm. Let me see. Again, folks, family The suggestion friendly. must be worded in such a manner as to make the course of action sound reasonable. Asking the creature to stab itself, throw itself into a spear, immolate itself, or do some other obviously harmful act ends the spell. So I couldn't just say, kill yourself. But if I can find a way to suggest doing a harmful thing that doesn't sound like that. So it doesn't say that you can't suggest harmful things. You just have to be clever. Exactly. In how you suggest it. Right. What, what I was also thinking is save. using it to basically convince whoever's in charge of, you know, you can't win this battle. Your go comrade ahead, has betrayed you. Yeah. Oh. Turn and look at him. He's, he's betrayed you. He, yeah. Like, Just planting those seeds of doubt and yeah. stuff. Woo! Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So Tara. Tara, Tara the deceiver. Tara. Tara says. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I will so, never go hungry again. I'll <laughs> never be hungry again. <laughs> Tomorrow is another day. All right. All right. Um. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to stay with the ground troops. I've been training them in hand-to-hand combat. I think they'll, they'll need me with them, and that way you at least have one person on the ground. But which of you is going to be in the airship? I am. I need to be on the ground as well. All right. Therefore, Tira, having made that decision, you have a choice of the Hingist or the Eovor Witani to position yourself with. Whichever one you don't pick, I'll go with. All right, which which ones are doing what? Well, those are two mainly ground forces. The Hengist tend to rely more on cavalry. The Eovor are more foot soldiers, although they have some cavalry. Not to the extent that the Hengist do. Mm-hmm. Shield wall. You got your horse back too, right? Right, I was going to say, yeah, I have, yeah. have Belrena. So I could go with either one, but I think, can I ride Belrena while s- staying with... The ground forces. I mean, I'm not sure how well I can wield an axe sitting on a horse. You would have to be careful not to hit your horse. Yeah. And you're not proficient with mounted yeah, fighting. I th- yeah, that's true. And plus I'm thinking, having lost her once and realizing the value of having that for mode of transport and things, I think I'm going to have her stay back. Okay. So that she is not in danger from the battle. Because I'm assuming it's not gonna, they're not going to make it into the village. Okay. You know what you could do? What could I do? You could take Belrena on the, the airship, and we can go out and fly over. You can jump on her, spread those wings, and float down. <laughs> I was thinking of going with the Hengist. I, I gave my speech to them, right? Yes. Yeah, so I think it would be, it would be most uh, reasonable for me to be with them. They are the ones who have taken to you the most. Yeah. So that makes sense. So if you wanted to position yourself with the Eivor Watani... Yeah, with the, with the, the foot soldiers. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay, and Womberbash, you're thinking of positioning yourself on the airship, okay? 
Uh, what time is it? It is approximately eight or nine at night. Excellent. Go we ahead and give me a perception check. Yeah, yeah, we all need, of us? Yeah, all, all three of we you. We need a long rest. <laughs> or I do. All right, so 14. 18. Uh, I have 16. Womberbash and Peter, uh, you're not quite so engrossed in your conversation that you notice a figure, a tall figure, stoop out of the tent. It's Erdwolf. He looks in your direction, bobs his head quietly, and then slips into the shadows off to the left. So he has left the tent. Gasp. Tira, you're vaguely aware. It's kind of one of those things where you catch it, but you're not really paying attention. Saw someone go, didn't notice who it was. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, So you have figured out your plan. You figured out where you're going to position yourselves in the morning. Mm Mm-hmm. Elfwyn and Dunsey also exit the tent. They both rub sleep away from their eyes. They both look very weary and drawn, but they smile when they see the three of you. And there's some laughter and chuckles as they quietly bid goodnight to the three of you. Elfwyn, the Marchioness, says, I must now go walk among my people, make sure they are prepared. If you are able to find... Rest and comfort, please do so. Have I loaded my ship with uh, some reasonable-sized rocks at this point? Yeah, I'll say that you have managed to round up a group of people, maybe a couple hours' worth of work. Okay. And uh, using the same cargo net that was used to raise your horses up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Up to the airship's deck, uh, you round up some stones I'd say you, you managed to find basically what amounts to head-sized stones. So they're, they're pretty hefty. Yeah, You're yeah, looking yeah. at maybe 50 pounds per stone. Right, right. And you get a pretty solid amount. And they're stationed at intervals around the deck railing. Um, so they're, they're easily accessible and ready to drop. And over. balancing the ship out a little bit too, obviously. Yes, right. Um, how many people are you going to allow me to have on the airship to throw these rocks down? Typically, the crew is fairly small. But I imagine they're going to be a little bit, a little bit bulkier type of guys who can yeah, handle the stones yeah. and throwing them. Why don't you take a crew of uh, ten warriors with you? Okay. Can those ten be a mix of archers as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'll let you pick the composition. Got it in my mind already. <laughs> so go ahead. Go ahead. What, I'm going to do you... uh, six archers and four boulder throwers. <laughs> okay. Great. Boulder chuckers. <laughs> Meatheads. Rock droppers. <laughs> Stoners. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Tira, are you doing anything to prepare for the morning? Um, I feel that I've done all I can with the people, and I'm going to withdraw to a place, like to a try and start my own little campfire. And, um, let's see, do I have anything? I'm trying to think of some kind of, uh, uh, a spice or a thing. Tira's going to try and find a place where she can build her own campfire at which she can basically partake in a dwarven ritual Mm. before the night before a major event. You know, her clan was not a warrior clan, um... They were more Naturally, yeah. they were miners, so it's not necessarily a 
pre-battle ritual, but it's just sort of uh, on the eve of an important event, on the eve of digging a new first home, on the eve of starting a new delve kind of a thing. You know, there's a big thing coming up tomorrow. Um, so she wants to find some place where she can sort of center herself, clear her head of everything from the last few days, and just be ready for the morning and then go to bed, go to sleep. Okay. And what does that involve? Going to sleep <laughs> or no, the ritual? The ritual. Um, so I'm going to. That's fine. You just make just it up. Make it up. No one's going to yeah. care. Throw boots um, into the water. <laughs> throw what? Throw boots into the water. <laughs> yeah. Well, we already tried that. You should shave all <gasps> but the top of your hair and have that to be your ponytail. You should shave all the way around your on the on the outside. That would be dope. Well, I don't know. And your beard as well. You should shave your beard. <laughs> you should cut you cut yourself and dip it in blood and like smear it all over your face. <laughs> I do like the idea of cutting off a lock of hair because oh, okay. that's something to throw into the fire. Ooh, Ooh yeah, 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 yeah. And you're yeah. smoking it, or no? It's just I'm, well, <laughs> I'm gonna waft the smoke. Up into my face. Mm, okay. Smells like burning Not putting hair. it in a pipe or anything. <laughs> um, yeah, so Tira's going to pull around the center braid that goes down the back of Ooh, her head. Yeah. So she has the two that run down the side. If you saw the fantastic illustration by uh, Heather Waite that we posted a few days ago or a couple weeks ago, she nailed it. I mean, that one single braid down the back of Tira's head and then two on the side is exactly how I had described her hairstyle. So Tira's going to grab that middle one from the back and bring it around with a dagger. Do I have a dagger? You have a knife. With a knife and it's going to kind of cut it halfway down. Hmm. So I have the the end that has the binding on the end in my hand. Sweet. And I'm just going to cast that into the fire, which immediately begins to crackle and curl up. And you guys know that scent of burning hair. It's pretty pungent. It's a pretty strong smell and you also have the leather thong that was tied around the end of my braid now in the fire and so sparks are flying upward and Tira's sort of sitting cross-legged on the ground pretty close to the fire I mean the heat is rolling off in waves sweat is breaking out on her face and on the front of her arms and you know everything that's exposed to air um, eyes closed and just sort of wafting the 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 smoke from the fire towards her face, taking in deep breaths. As you sit, you can hear. And you feel a, a warm presence of your mom. My word. I love it. Okay. Uh, Wombervash, what are you doing to prepare? Obviously, you're, you're doing all the onboard preparations. Are you doing anything else to prepare what yourself? What would happen if I took the three remaining stones, star stones that I have in my pack, and gave it to the three leaders of the Watani? Would anything happen? There's a way to find out. All right, so I am going to seek out each individual Watani leader, and I'm going to give them the stone and, and just tell them that these stones, uh, our stones like these, have helped us. Um, not sure if if they're going to help help them, but if they can keep it on them during battle. Okay. Do they do they glow when they touch them and stuff? Or because when I'm touching them, when I touch the one to bring it out, I start to my stomach starts to get yes. Get, you know, I, I start to feel sick because I have one still on my Correct. wrist and one in my chest, but it's it still glows for me. So when I give it to them, does it glow for them and turn a different color for them? As you hand over the two stones, because remember, Eardwolf is already gone. Oh, yeah, that's right. You have to like, track him down. 
you track down Elfwyn, who is at a large campfire, and she is reclining and just gently laughing with a group of the of the warriors there. As you draw her aside and tip one of the stones into her hand, the, the red glow, the blood red glow from you holding it fades to gray. As it tumbles into her hand, she holds it and rolls it about, and it stays gray. The same thing happens with Dunsi. Kind of like with Tira, even though you got the glow, the music was not nearly as strong to you as it was to Lomberbash and Peter. But here, it's not even seeming to come to life. Okay, okay. I'm going to have them hold on to it, though. It's a good luck charm. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Can I find um, Wolf? Airdwolf? Yeah, Airdwolf. He has disappeared into the night. Mm. Okay. All right, I'll just hold on to that other one for now. Yeah, he's hunting. I don't know what's going on there. Peter? As, as he's getting ready to go to sleep, um, Peter has just been at random points issuing quick prayers to Visham because mm. uh, he's, he's pretty anxious about this upcoming fight. And... Uh, He's going through his green book. He's uh, feeling for his herbs and everything, making sure everything's in shape. And uh, as he finally settles himself down to sleep among the hengist, um, his last thoughts are still, guide us and preserve us, Vasham, Lady of Life. It is early morning. The sky is a deep blood red in the east. When a hand gently shakes your shoulder, Tira, and you find yourself waking up to Deor standing over you. Good morning, little sister. It is time to rise. Are they here? And Tira kind of jumps up into a squat, you know what I'm saying, like falls over feet. Not yet, but it is only a matter of time. Make yourself ready. I must be off. So this is a long rest, right? Long rest. <laughs> yeah, erase all your junk. Peter? By the time a hand shakes, you awake. The red light is still very red, but it's a little bit later, and you find yourself looking up at Deor. Good morning. Good morning. Prepare yourself. I nod silently, and begin strapping on my adamantium scale mail. (laughs) There is much to do today. May your arm and your blade be true. As with you. Wamberbash is not easily woken. I just want to say. <laughs> Wamberbash, where, where did you end up sleeping? On the ground. Right, okay. right, right. <laughs> Wherever he fire. dropped. <laughs> there is a smell of meat under your nose. Wamber wakes up, Wamberbash wakes up immediately. <laughs> Wamber wakes up immediately. <laughs> Wamber. There is Deor squatting next to you. Waving a drumstick in your face. There's a sausage in his hand. It is still quite hot. The skin is crispy and crackling. And he says, this is for you to sustain your strength. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The sausage is already in his mouth by the time he's saying thank you. (laughs) Even though the red light is washing over the land, it is only just barely peeking out from below ominous black clouds that are also surging from the east toward where you are. And that is where we're going to end <laughs> this episode. Okay. Okay. That's okay. That's totally, that's, that's fine. That's totally fine. Thank okay. you. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and award each of you five experience points. Oh, I have a pencil. All right. Five perks. Perk. 
for your plans and your interaction with each other and with others. And I'll go ahead and give you two experience points for meeting Deor. Do we get to know who exactly he is yet or no? And we will leave it open to Norse battle. Hmm. I like the ritual idea. I think yeah. Should, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely get, give her experience for the ritual. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I will give you inspiration. Yeah. I think. I think that'll oh, be. I already have one. Oh well, then take three. I thought inspiration points equaled at least five points or more. <laughs> <laughs> Not for my He's wife. Shaking his head. Just so you know. <laughs> Not for my wife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, be- I I believe uh. My on-the-spot prayer was pretty new. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, why don't you take two for that? Dope. Um, so Bash was really pretty instrumental in coming up with the battle plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, in talking about we're going to have this many people on the ship doing this and that, and then we'll flank and we'll do all this stuff. In fairness, though, I did come up with a lot of that last time when we talked about um, having the airship as being part of the battle. Yeah. It was finalized. I'll just take two points. Yeah, why don't you take another one? <laughs> <laughs> that that psychology thing I just tried <laughs> didn't work. Didn't work, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you benefited from it last time. Do I get some for honesty? <laughs> <laughs> Come here, let me pat you on the back. Give <laughs> oh. me some chocolate in the break. Yes. The Wabrabash gains experience because his his controller outside of the world was honest. That sounded so much funnier and better in my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, babe. Okay. You guys just missed out on a f- I know, fantastic a joke. Great joke. Yeah. All right. Is that it? I think so. So is let's go ahead old? and get that recap. Tira is 51 points into level nine. Wamberbash is 56 points into level nine. Peter Greyhawk is 69 points into level nine. <laughs> All right. Way to go, everyone. Uh, this is a big thing coming up. So brace yourselves. Thanks for making the interactions fun. Thanks once more, Stackers, for taking the time to rate and review us. If you want to contact us, if you want to interact with us, we'd love to hear from you on Twitter and Instagram at stackodice or by email at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. And we will see you here again next time, right here at Stack of Dice. To which of the Watani clans do you belong to? Sorry, I said two twice. To which of the Watani clans do you belong? Two. <laughs> two. <laughs> two. Two of them. <laughs> Where are you going to be at? <laughs> Where are you at? <laughs> Where are you be as in at? Arby. Her clan was not, were not, her clan... Were not? That's British. Usually. Clan was not because it's a singular clan. Gotcha.